Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Today, my guest is Gage. Howdy. Big timer. And uh, looking all sharp with that Navy haircut, by the way. Thank you. It's a handsome uh, guy, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's straight goods. So we uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of chew the fat here for a little bit. So we've now podcasted for a while. Yeah. Right. And we thought tonight we'd just sort of talk about some of our experiences. Yeah. Yep. We're just gonna. Have a have a little powwow. Talk about not those kind of experiences. Put your clothes on, Gage. <laughs> Damn, dude. No experiences we've had troubleshooting, working with equipment. Yep. And then we're going to talk about this Milwaukee packout kit. Absolutely. That we want to give away to a lucky listener. Correct. Yep. All right. So we'll we'll and where would these lucky listeners go to find out what this thing looks like and so yeah we'll put it on the instagram here pretty soon uh which is a half watt pod and um half watt pod on instagram yep yep and uh yeah we'll kind of get into the rules you know i i'm thinking you know i'm gonna do like multiple um like draws or not draws but basically you get one in for following us Okay. Another one for sharing the post on their story. All right. And a maximum of three per person. And the third one is uh, tagging two people. Does this include people who live in Oklahoma? Uh, anywhere <laughs> in the continuous United States. Continuous. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> it contiguous. Not, it does not count for people in Oklahoma. I'm Hawaii, kidding, I will send it to you. I promise. Yeah. If you this win. is if This you is win. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The, so... So uh, talk about this. So don't poke yourself with it. For the listeners that uh, haven't listened to our uh, Milwaukee interview episode, go back and look at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, essentially, so these tools are 100% everything in it uh, was made and formed in America. It was put together in America. It's their uh, USA line of hand tools. Mm-hmm. They're freaking awesome. I've been using my set for like... I don't know, four, four months now or something like that. Um, and they put them out at a price point that is basically like equal to, you know, competitors like Klein. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh man, that sounds expensive. No, they're awesome tools at. Okay. So I'm looking at the, the Phillips. This looks like a number two to me. So they're screwdrivers, Mm -hmm. awesome grips on them. They have files halfway up the stem. Uh, and the heads laser etched, uh, diagonal crossing, which you could see on here, kids. It's so it, so it, sweet. You, you literally, <laughs> when we put this on Instagram, you'll see the tip of this has an etching to it. Yeah. You can feel it. You can feel it. What, how does that work with the, when you put a screw on, it's not magnetic, although I'm sure you right. could probably magnetize it. You probably could. I, I would imagine it is a different, obviously like most screwdrivers material than the stem, but, um, Basically, the laser etched uh, kind of just like roughs it up just enough mm-hmm. uh, to where it holds screws in it. And again, I've been using it for a while. 
I hate non-magnetic, uh, non-magnetic yeah. screwdrivers, but these, they hold the screws in them very well. Like nice. very rarely will I have one drop out, which is obviously always awesome. Um, and I have never seen this on a screw, on a screwdriver tip no, ever. No. Like when you talked about it, it's like, <laughs> damn, you're right. You can, you can feed it. But yeah. And then this is an actual file. Yeah. No. And what's crazy That's is cool. You, you feel it and you're like, oh, this is, it's not aggressive. It doesn't feel you know? aggressive. Yeah. But I, so I was like, I, my original worry, I mean, yeah. Here, here you go. I'm going to go ahead and work on the microphone. Oh, oh man. Tyler's their own stuff. <laughs> was looking I was like, man, this isn't very aggressive. Um, but, uh, if you look at the bigger ones, mm-hmm. it gets more aggressive as it goes. And I, I have used them quite a bit. You know, you just need like a tiny bit more, yeah. you know, to be able to put something in or, or out of a mullion or, or whatever. And I have used them. A what? A mullion. Um, so like the, the, uh, whatever metal stainless steel around like doors, especially like okay. in, um, like a nice fancy front doors of buildings, you okay. know, they'll have all the glass and then, yeah, those, um, the, the metal parts mm-hmm. between, yeah. That's what that is. Mullion. So you'll yeah. use this to just sort of smooth off things that are, have a little burr on them or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. And huh. man, I have used them for a little bit more than just <laughs> smoothing out. And surprisingly enough, like I, I've looked at mine and I'm like, wow, it's still looks like brand yeah. new. So they hold up really well. Also. And each screwdriver, even the straight slots have the, the cross hatching yep. tip. Okay. So there's four screwdrivers, two Phillips and two straight slots and a pair of side cutters because we're, we don't say the other word. <laughs> and these things are super nice. I have a lot of side cutters and you could tell that these are not uh, cheaply made at all. No. And I remember them talking about this on the podcast and they feel they're incredible exactly right, right yeah. out of the yeah. out of the package very smooth and a pair of needle nose big timers and the needle nose uh also i believe they were saying um you know it's got the the reamer on these now too okay. so so that so the next generation has a reamer on the tip yeah because their uh channel locks did okay. and now for even like smaller ones you can use these needle nose mm-hmm. uh also, they have these on the bottom, the, uh, the, um, what are they called? <laughs> uh, thread cleaners on the bottom there. You oh, no see kidding. those, you see those teeth. That's what those are for. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So fully closed. You can see. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. clean up screws and everything. They cut really nice. Uh, and also you got to love that USA stamp in uh, the you metal. Gotta love it's it. it's so not nice. even a stamp. It's forged in. Yeah. So it's like the USA is like. Other than the fact that they spelled Milwaukee wrong. I mean, I can't, it's not Milwaukee, Oregon. Kids. No, no. But these are, uh, and then these side cutters here, these are more, more linemen's. These are what I would Yeah, those are linemen's. Pliers. And uh, uh, they, they're not, they're not stiff. No, at that, all. right out of yeah, the box. Right they are the box. so smooth. Yeah. I've got the, my biggest, my, my biggest uh, bugaboo about all my pliers including brand names that I won't mention here. Right. <laughs> is that they get they they come out a little stiff and they're supposed to loosen up and they don't because they yeah. rust. And as soon as they rust in that joint, 
then they get really stiff. Yeah. And you can you can't really get a good penetrating oil in there like you think you can. Yeah, you temporarily maybe, yeah. but but when you use a lot, when you cut a lot and you, know, you would use that on large large gauge wire or whatever you're going to use. Oh yeah. There. I cut screws with them all the time. Do you? Oh yeah. The only only thing I have any better than that is is a uh, for a while their competitor made one that has a uh, special uh, you can cut wire rope with it. Oh, you can cut stainless steel wire rope with it. And I have that particular model of of their com- of their competition. They stopped carrying it. Oh, you can't get that you can't get that tool anymore because you could steal bikes. Just oh. you can cut right through that. You I literally I could cut through a quarter inch wire rope with with what I have. That's you can't nuts. do it with those because they're they don't have the the special grip right right thing or whatever. I can't I can't really describe what it is. But these, I got, I, like, they only came out with them for about six months. And I think the industry said, let's, let's cut, tone this let's back a little cut bit. That out. Let's make this a tool that you really have to search and not put in Home Depot. So look at, <clears throat> so different than a lot of other brands, look at the, the etched gripping yeah, I saw in, that. in those. So you're also going to get the cross, the cross yeah. etched laser uh, grips in the needle nose, which work better than well. and the cross is better than the straight because it it holds the if you've used it you have more anybody, pressure yeah, points yeah exactly i mean this thing doesn't slide out to the left or the right yeah yeah, which yeah. every time i get a pure needle nose and i'm doing something i'm like why is it why is why is my thing going to the left yeah so like instead of like having like six long teeth you now have like 24 20. individual squares holding yeah. on to them this is really slick stuff so this pack out kit they gave to us and we've decided to give it to you. And it comes with the box and you told me that this foam can be um, customized so that you can Yeah, put so your it's still it still comes with the foam so um, like me uh, with the kit that I got from them I I put the hand tools into my uh, Milwaukee, you know, mm-hmm. backpack. Um, and then you just, you can trace out with, you know, whatever blade you want to use, trace out your drills. And then, uh, once you know, the first one fits, you can cut the next couple layers and it's a nice, like stable place to put your drills so they don't wobble around. And then it's got the padlock, uh, with the reinforced, uh, steel, with the reinforced little grommet here. Yeah, exactly. So you can't just cut that off. And this pack out kit, this you can stack with a bunch of other ones. Oh, yeah. Right? So they've yep. got, just yeah. as stackable as all the others. So, this, if you wanted to look at this kit after you look at the Instagram, I think if you went to Milwaukee's website and looked at, like, it's, I mean, there was a specific name you called it. It was the, um, the USA line. Yeah, it was the USA line. Yeah. yeah. Then you could see the tools and you could see the, the kits and all that. I'm just looking at this this pamphlet which will go with it so sweet yeah love the grips again just like they really did i mean like they were saying uh in the interview they went across the entire country talked to electricians in every single state hey what do you want to see from us what improvements what things have we put in that you don't think are as necessary as others Mm -hmm. and then they took all that and they really you know blew it out blew us out of the water you know yeah (laughs) and they sent us out of the park they sent us these and and uh you guys were able to use it because you're both installing 
And yep. so you were yep. able to do it. And I'm not installing. So this is mine yep. that I'm going to give to you. <laughs> Unless you live in Oklahoma. In which case, okay. <laughs> I love picking on Colton. Did Oklahoma beat Oregon or something? Like, no. <laughs> I, just, I just love I love. I love I love getting cold. Okay, so not so a no, salty cause, duck. Cause there's, there's nothing. No, there's nothing we say on this podcast that he is not listening to. Oh yeah, no, that. perfect. He's, yeah. roll, he's gonna roll when he hears this. Okay, so we're gonna talk. So this is this is cool, and I think I think this is a good way of of promoting us. Oh yeah, like the value of this thing yeah. is awesome. People are gonna love it. I think you're right. So uh, we were also going to talk about just things and issues that you've. So yeah, let's let's start. I've been doing nothing but programming. I have not done much field work. Uh, although I had to do some troubleshooting the other day, and the I I will tell you this, kids. When it comes to specific fire alarm things, if you are powering up devices that take twenty four volts, you should almost always power those up. And at least in the simplex line of equipment from the power supply mm. that feeds the data to that unit. So let's suppose you have an enunciator. Okay. And your enunciator comes off of off the same fire panel that is handling all your MapNet data. Which would be the NAC. No. I'm not a fire guy. That was so. a nice try. Okay. Let's, let's try I'm doing this, this for the listeners. Let's suppose you have a fire alarm panel. <laughs> okay. No, the enunciator would be uh, some sort of remote enunciator, maybe on a nurse station that they could see. Okay. Oh, something's detonated in this room. Um, if you're going to, in, in some systems, are big enough to have their own separate, kind of a, its own little fire panel. And it's okay. called a network display unit. And that, that unit, that whole system will handle displaying things to different operators. And that's really all it does. It doesn't do any thinking. It just says, oh, this is an alarm, and I have to indicate that on this enunciator. And if it's something that they don't need to know, then they don't even know about it. Uh, if you And on your actual fire panel, that's where the meat and potatoes is all at okay. on our system. So we can, on our big buildings, we break it up. We have one or two network display units that handle just that data. And then, you know, two or three or four or five nodes that handle all of the actual uh you know, manly man work for okay. what's going on. <clears throat> so then we just cross over that information. Well, what we found was that inadvertently someone was had tied the power from the network display unit to power up some of the devices in the oh. field. And sometimes that can work like EST. That doesn't seem to matter with a lot of its equipment, but Simplex, it absolutely does matter. Okay. Long story short, what we found out was that at the, uh, whoever had tied this together, at the very unit where it was it was powering it up, we didn't have 24 volts. We had like 19 volts. Oh. And we needed 24 volts, and yeah. it wound up affecting one of the pieces <clears throat> of equipment negatively because yeah. if your load is exactly the same, your resistance is the same, but your voltage is down, something has to give. So with, with something like that, because um, in access control, you know, mm -hmm. we have like a, a level of – acceptance or mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's an actual term for it but like like yeah it's a 24 volt device we can do basically you know 22 to 26 sure. volts so yeah 19 is that's browning well, most, out the most equipment. of these devices can handle down to usually 16 is about as low as you can go oh, but okay. this particular device has its self it's aspirating so it's got a fan okay it blew the fan out 
Oh. It affected the fan because the because the thing has to pull current. So it will pull what current it needs, and everything exactly. we have is current limited. So if we have three amps available, it'll give you all three amps. It'll give you three amps until it dies. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. And so the power supply is not being bothered by it. But the equipment is now pulling more current to get the fan to move mm. than it's rated for. And over time, it, it destroys it because okay. it overheats. So right. that's what's happening. And we've just figured out that. Now, my other journeyman actually figured that out a couple of months ago and, and told us, hey, I don't think this is being fed right. And I just didn't make the connection mm. until we had a, an issue and I had to go out and troubleshoot it and saw it. And I was like, oh, my God. In in other cases, if I have like an enunciator and I feed it from this particular panel, if I power it from a different panel, sometimes um, they're not bonded the same and you'll get communications failures. And so it's really kind of critical that you follow, you know, the engineered yeah. wiring to say, oh, my gosh, this should be fed. Anyway, my uh, other journeyman went out and Alan went out and fixed it today and, nice. and rewired it and figured it all out and stuff. Good the job, damage Alan. is already done, but we'll we already know it. And we'll we'll put in something different. But yeah. So one of those <laughs> one of those technical things. And on the way home, I get a call from a friend of mine who's who's um, who's stuck in front of a uh, in front of a simplex panel at a at a building and, and he's like, I, I'm completely very locked. I don't know what to do. This thing's giving me all kinds of stuff. And I talked him through the issue and came back up, green light. That was it. Everything normal. He goes, my God, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. So And so I said, he goes, I'm going to buy you dinner. I'm going to buy you dinner. I says, all I want you to do is share that knowledge with everybody you come in contact with. That you're a better you're a better man than me because I'm like I oh want, man no I want that <laughs> knowledge of what we just did to right. fix this problem to not be held close to your chest That's oh yeah yeah no I saying. I agree with that part okay. like for sure tell other people but oh, you mean but where are we going yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it on the company okay yeah let's <laughs> let's go <laughs> well I I think the world of this kid anyway so he he could call me anytime he wants but. And that no, that's was awesome. that's, so. Tell me about some of your technical. You know, awesome apps. Um, oh, Drews. Awesome. <clears throat> so I uh, I will go into a, uh, I guess reply very similar story, mm -hmm. um, with uh, like Alltronics power supplies and adding two systems, okay. especially on like uh, maglock or uh, very heavy heavy lock doors okay. that, that require. Maglocks don't require this, but heavy inrushes of current, mm -hmm. and then maglocks that require constant current all of the time. Okay. Um, when, you know, as a tech, when you're out there and they're saying, hey, add, you know, add three or four more devices sure. to, the, to this power supply. So let's say the distribution board, you know, it, it's doesn't it doesn't have relays all the relays and everything are done this like an eight eight channel um, or eight like output? like five like five output. Okay. <clears throat> yeah five so, how, so eight amp output on this um eight, you can uh, you can get an eight i think but usually they're like two oh wow three and a half six um okay i work with so many different brands right now mm -hmm. i i could be wrong no, if you I, want to I, correct me, uh, halfwattpod <laughs> at, at uh, gmail.com. Um, but essentially, so <clears throat> some clients, they only want to purchase, you know, 
a little bit above you know what they what they need which so they need three amps so they're going to buy a four amp power supply and with no room for expansion pretty much shocking and i've seen a lot um not not necessarily with our company mm-hmm. um because you know other companies might outbid us but we continue to do the service on it sure. you know they have issues you know we, we come out um and you'll see like well this was we'll say a three amp you know whatever mm-hmm. and it's there's already five devices five outputs and so they're doubling up which isn't okay. it, that's not a problem you know generally speaking because mm-hmm. again there there's no relays there's no input you know this is just feeding power mm-hmm. but when you have things that need a huge inrush uh, of current you can start seeing problems so in this case we have uh, delayed egress mag locks mm-hmm. out in the field so uh, for people who don't know what that means let's say they want to block an exit for whatever reason they do not want people to exit out of this whether it's like a family i'll just say family birthing center right okay. all right so they want so, to control access so that you don't run out yeah so you know child, you, with a child yeah, exactly a own. newborn right yeah or you know you get into a fight and you just take your wife some dude takes his wife's baby and he's trying to go down the back yeah, staircase really does happen. oh it no it, it, it does yeah um but also with that it's illegal to block exits mm-hmm. because you know uh fire you know if a fire blocks the front doors you need to go down that staircase sure. so what you'll have is either like a delayed egress uh crash bar okay. so you you push the crash bar in it starts alarming to tell you know anyone who's supposed to listen or whatever mm-hmm. like in a non-emergency situation hey somebody's trying to exit through that door and it'll have like a 15 second countdown yeah. um, and then at 15 seconds it will release power and let you through so in an emergency you can get can get out so very finicky devices that's a lot smarter than a regular crash bar in maglock who's sure. just like oh i got power shoot and then <laughs> you know you you walk out so basically what what was happening is um, mixing different locks, ones that need inrush mm-hmm. to, you know, turn whatever, uh, whatever it needs to do. And it was messing up all of those smart mag locks. So, oh, they, so, the, so the inrush current for whatever device was sucking all the current out of the, out of the loop. Right. How is it affecting to, the other device? Yeah. So, cause it's got to charge this solenoid. Mm-hmm. So it needs, mm-hmm. you know, so um, hold, hold, yeah. hold that thought. Yep. Okay. For those of you who are not super electronically inclined, if I have a solenoid or a coil, when I initially apply power, it has almost zero resistance until the magnetic flux lines form, and then it yep. pushes back. So go ahead, and that's our inrush current. Yeah. So <clears throat> what was happening is now these very intelligent maglocks or crash mm-hmm. bars that need constant power to work the way that they need to work mm-hmm. and it, they're very stable the their current would dip like take these hard dips sure and then the the device would be like whoa what like would just like get amnesia like oh no i don't know what i'm doing anymore and they just like wouldn't wouldn't lock anymore 
So they would unlock because as far as they're concerned, they've lost power. Yeah, they're like... And when they come back up, their logic is like, oh, what the heck am I supposed to do? Yeah, so they, they lost the the amount of power that they needed to mm-hmm. function properly. And yeah, they would just like, like the maglocks, they'd be getting the current and the power that they were supposed to, and they just wouldn't be locked. They would just be like... Like... <laughs> Mitch McConnelling, not to get political. <laughs> like, they just like now just. That's not very nice. I know. I know. <laughs> about Mitch or or Joeing, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever you're, whatever you want to say. But they just like sit there and just like Somebody wouldn't push me on my back, and I can't. So like get over on my legs. They'd have to be resetting these things. Like Tyler's even <laughs> Tyler's laughing. laughing. You'd have to be resetting these things sometimes like two to three times a day, depending on, on like how much traffic was going through sure. these doors. So it's like, if you see a, a, a technically full power supply, you know, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. devices, even though, you know, those things, if appropriately, I mean, you can put two, 10 devices on those five ports and have sure. no issues, but yeah, if you're out in the field and you're like, hey, I have to put in these new devices, you know, what's already on there? You know, is it a three, four, six, whatever amperage, what's on it? You know, and these are things that you can call out that is going to save you and your service guy a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you're going to get an attaboy because they're like, oh, man, this was going to cause problems. Well, how, and how did you fix the problem? Did you just change out the power supply upgrade, or did you yeah, yeah, upgrade? Upgrade to a, upgrade a bigger amperage. Upgrade with my two Ds for my <laughs> double dose. Okay. So yeah. you went to a, a, something that had more power available. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I not take the it actual... these were all hooked in parallel. Like if they had that particular door system, it was in parallel with something else, which – Yes. Have the current, so. Right, right. Boom. And Boom devices fighting fighting each other at that mm-hmm. point because, yeah, like, you know, like your fire device, they're telling the, the distribution board itself, I want this. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always changing out the power supply mm-hmm. as much as it is the distribution board that gets fed by the power Got supply. It. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's not uncommon to get creep in a system, right? Yeah. After a while. I, right. <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I was working at a building downtown on an old Edwards panel, and this was an old Edwards panel. I've worked on about five <laughs> of them. And there were, I, I, the, the name or the number eludes me right now, but if, if you're a fire tech and you've seen these panels, there usually were three strips of metal that you took off the front. And it was a zoned panel. The daughter cards okay. were sideways in there. And the one to the far right had the power supply. And it had a bunch of straight slot screws that you could tie different bonding points into. It right. was not – It and the very bottom <laughs> flipped over. You could key it so you could close it. Mm-hmm. Then it had all the controls, the signal silence. And reset oh, interesting. And in there. Yeah. So I've, I'm at this building downtown, <clears throat> and the door locks – the, the the door access control system that this guy used was super old, like from the 70s. And right. I'm looking at this power <clears throat> supply, and I'm, for the life of me, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And I inadvertently tied that power, because someone had parasitically drawn just 12 volts off to, 
to run this. <laughs> you can already see this coming. To run this access control system. Yeah. And so basically someone would ring and the operator would hear it and he would verify that that person could open up that, could come through that door and then he would push a button and it would unlock the door. He and tapped was, the fire system to do this? He didn't do it. Somebody else did. Right. This was not uncommon at this particular set of properties. Oh, okay, and okay. I don't really want to say the no, client, but yeah. trust me, they have a lot of properties throughout Portland. Oh, and good. they do <laughs> social, socially, they deal with folks who are just coming off the streets and they have okay. a lot of, oh, right, right, right. of low-income and, and very difficult, very low overhead to operate on. So someone just said, yeah, I can get 12 volts from here. Why well, miss the fact that they were just taking 12 volts? And when I hooked it back up, I, I hooked it back up to 24 because everything in fire is 24, right? Yeah. 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 No. So I noticed like this flash <laughs> of the LEDs. And I was like, huh, I can't be good. Then I realized, oh, my God, I've, I can see how this, this particular technician <clears throat> figured it out. Of course, I tied it back on the 12 volts. And then immediately the guy's going, hey, man, like nothing opens up anymore. <laughs> So now you got to go walk down the hall and open up all these doors. Yeah. And it's a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. So I had just started with the company I was working with, and I immediately had to draw back to my Navy time. So I, I went, oh, crap. So now I've got this fire system I'm working on, plus we're inspecting it. I just blew up this hodgepodged <laughs> access control thing. And... Uh, so I, I go through it and I realized pretty quickly that there was just one board of inverter drive. Well, there were several boards, but it was one chip on each board that I'd blown out and they were the inverter drivers. And what they were is <coughs> when when you feed it 12 volts and you push the button, an inverter driver applies a, a ground. So the chip just, hey man, we can hear that. <laughs> the, Diesel's in diesel, the house. Diesel the dog's going, I got fleas, bro. Um, that's why he's got that stuff. Charlie. <laughs> so when you, with the inverter driver would, the chip itself actually provides a ground mm. and then you can either, you know, get current to go through it. It's a limited current limited, uh, chip. There's more than just the chip, but that's what that thing does. Blew every one of them. It blew every one of them on these boards. And really, yeah, because it had 24 volts going through it instead of 12. Why didn't they fuse it off? Like, it it's between them. I mean, when you looked at the boards on this, the chips were separated by about a half an inch. That's okay. how old it was. Oh, so okay. if you worked on electronics, <laughs> in the original electronic boards, you'd pull them out like everything was logically spaced out in nice nice rows. Right, right. You could easily trace what was going on, and there were sockets and inverter drivers. And I quickly poked out my cell phone, <clears> looked up that chip, went, "Oh crap, those are inverter drivers." Ordered it. Online, right then. Nice. <laughs> this is like in 2008 or nine, And uh, ordered what I needed, got them sent in, and a week later I took everything home and repopulated the chips at home, came back in. It was like, please work, please work. Oh, my God. And I yeah. put it all back in, and this guy was so excited. He goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're my favorite. I'm like, well, I wasn't your favorite when I blew it up last week, but here I am. Right, right. <laughs> so... You know, at, at this point, I was like, I still need to get you 12 volts that isn't being parasitically <clears throat> drawn off this panel. And right. I had to actually come up with a 12-volt power supply that I could install that it would drive that unit correctly. Because it, you don't, you don't want to, just because you have life safety 
power available doesn't mean that you should just like tap into it. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. And, and this was the type of power supply you could get twelve off of it if you knew what you were doing, but it was an illegal modification to the yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, mm. so I, I, you know, I installed basically at cost of a, it wasn't it wasn't a very expensive twelve volt power supply. It was just something. You know, I could hodgepodge together myself, but it ran it. So, yes, yes, kids. <laughs> so, you know, now with better cell phones and better technology and stuff like that, I always say, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. If you open up something, it doesn't matter what it is. And before you start working on it, if you open it up at eight in the morning when things are sunny and beautiful, and then at three in the afternoon, when you're scared because you've got to go to Vancouver and right and things aren't right and you can't get this thing to work, you could at least look back at the picture you took and go, "Oh yeah, okay, this is how this is how it was originally wired." Right, right? and and even if it's something simple, and you're looking at it and you're like, "Okay, yeah, it looks like they color matched it. You know, right. this looks pretty typical." Still, always take a picture Please because do. I have just ruined days because I'm like, oh yeah, looks pretty straightforward. And then you go to the other side and you're like, oh, they did not like go to like wire to standard or, you know, they, you know, they had whatever, you know, bad, you know, not bad install as in craftsmanship, but you know, something happened. They, they didn't pull the wires long enough. And mm-hmm. so then you have like two different, you know, cables, different colored wires. You know, you just did the best you could to try to get it working for them in a, in a pinch because they really needed it. Yep. And then, you know, you forget to do labeling or, or whatever on the backside. And then some poor service guy yep. that works for a company that might not be your company comes in and doesn't take a picture and then now he's there for an extra or you are or there you for are another there for, couple yeah, hours exactly. because you're like oh i did not i the, just assumed it was going to be done so correctly all the way throughout i have i have in in all reality in all my years of doing this i i cannot count how many 4100s or you know, silent night 5207s or 5208s I've worked on. I cannot count. I, I honestly cannot tell you. Hundreds, <laughs> thousands, millions, tens, I don't even know. A lot. It took that one day when, especially on like a silent night where they, they double up. Like if you have zones, if it's zone one or zone two, are all class A zones. So those are pretty easy to figure out. But class, but three, four, all the way down are different, are zone, are, are, or class B zones. So you only have two wires and they double up on the negative. So I can have positive for zone three going out in the field and then coming back on the negative. And that same right. negative is shared with zone four and the positive comes back on the yeah. terminal and they flip. So positive, negative, negative, positive. Sounds super simple. Yeah, Sounds super simple. Well, series. What if, what it's if a all, series. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. could it possibly go wrong? Well, everything's the <laughs> well, same damn color. Right. If, and, and nothing's marked. Right. And you're there trying to figure this out. And I've worked for companies where it's like, hey, you know, 
we expect you to get in there and fix this problem in two hours because we've got we've stacked up four other yep. calls. Oh, I know. Yep. <laughs> and and you know you have no idea what you're walking into. Right. And there's in and literally I have gone where okay I have two hours to fix this problem because I quote unquote have to get to this next job and opened up a bucket of worms and gone, I'm not getting out of here in two hours. Like, that's not going to happen unless you don't want this client anymore. In which case, yeah. I'll be out in two hours, but you'll be, they'll be calling the You might be worse off. <laughs> they, might, they might be pissed. So, um, yeah, simple, simple little things like, and I teach this to my students. I always carry a pen. I almost always carry a piece of paper folded in my, in my pocket. I'll always have pockets with shirts. I'm sorry, shirts with pockets so I can write that crap down. Right. Tape, white, yellow, orange, red, usually white, so that I can write on it. Yeah. <laughs> and every problem I find, I mark. If there's a ground fault on his, on something, on a pair of wires, I mark it. Even if I've corrected the ground fault, I leave my mark there. So it'll be a little grounded symbol. It'll say ground symbol, you know, apostrophe D. Yep. And then the date. And sometimes MJB or something on it. Some people know it's me. And I just leave it there. Because sure enough, two years later, you show up and there's a ground fault back on that same circuit. Then you could, you sh theoretically, you should be able to look at my notes and go, oh, this idiot troubleshot this ground fault three years ago. And it was above the freezer. Let me go to the freezer. Let me just yep. cut this cut yeah. right to the quick. There it is, you know. So, you know. <clears throat> You corrected yourself earlier, but I I feel like my wife would have been like, oh no, you got it right. The uh, I have pockets with shirts. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's probably how I'm my a verbal wife, dyslexic. It happens a lot. That's my work pants. I'm like <laughs> my my work pants. They're they're pockets with pants attached <laughs> to them. With pants attached. Oh my god. I'm a nut though. I put stuff in the same like like I'm not I'm not ADD, but I'll put. Everything like my AirPods go in my front left pocket, right? Always, right? And key front left pocket, always wallet front right pocket, always because I spend a lot of time overseas. So it's like, you know, I'm like that with hanky in my yeah, left. with with my dailies, <laughs> like yeah, phones on pouches. I have my designated pockets, yep. and then further and further into the day, I'll be like, I got two more tweakers in my left pocket. Um, Oh, channel locks. Right. How, how did I not how notice I, they were in there? How did I not notice they were in there? Oh, my 11 and one. Oh, my scissors. Nice. You know, so. When I was an installer and doing ins installation work, that's that's what I would wind up doing is I would start off with nice, everything I knew everything was. And by the end of the right. day, I'm like, what the hell is going on? How can I sit down in these? I didn't want to carry around my 45 pound backpack is what happened. Yeah, that too. And that too, you know? Yeah. So uh, I get, I get. In my own world now, because I'm doing a little bit of service, a little bit of programming, a little bit of, you know, a lot of, a lot of thinking and not as, not as much physical labor, but wherever I have to go, I have to walk to get there usually or drive yeah. and walk because yeah. it's, you know, it's such a big campus. Um, I've narrowed down the tools that I bring and my, my backpack weighs like, like 30 pounds. Nice. And it's got every, for every situation other than, f well, no, it even has food in it. So <laughs> the only thing it doesn't have is a damn coffee pot. That's what it needs. 
but yeah, and and it's all dialed in for like sprinkler. If there's a sprinkler issue, I can handle that. If it's uh, which I rarely have to do at this particular gig, but I can't I still wait. carry that crap because I'm right. like, I, I I cannot go anywhere without carrying a big crescent wrench for an off snap moment. I can't wait for the uh like personal sized M12 coffee maker. Yes, I'm telling you that yeah. <laughs> eventually it'll be like you just put one K pod in. You know, you pour like a little water from your water bottle in it, <laughs> slap your M12 battery on it or, or click it or in. Or M18 or something. And yeah. Just, just oh, please. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad idea. You know Honestly, what? Honestly. Okay. Milwaukee. There you, you can go. have it. You could partner with Keurig <laughs> and make some sort of portable electronic coffee maker. That would, because otherwise you got to do like the little packets. Have you right. done that from Starbucks? You get those little tiny packets of instant coffee. No, I've heard oh. of the, the 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 Folgers crystals. No, 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 no. They, or... You can get from if you like Starbucks. Which yeah, you do they yeah. have these little like like little foil tubes, and you open them up and <laughs> add hot water and the, and you know like Starbucks coffee is a throat punching kind of coffee. Like you yeah. don't mess around with that. The only thing stronger I know of is Pete's. Yeah, and Pete's is great. Pete's is like. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Corner. Pizza's great coffee. <laughs> Anytime I see a pizza, it's like I got to stop and get me some of that. Then I'm so bouncing good. off the walls. But yeah, it's like a, it's truly dehydrated coffee and it's unbelievably good. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. You could bring that, you know, and then of course in a hospital is coffee everywhere. So you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, if you work at some godforsaken place that doesn't have coffee, I don't know what the hell you're going to do. I'm surprised they're not like uh, marketing that to uh, like the Marine Corps. What's that? Those, those like like portable like one coffee. Yeah, yeah. No like, kidding. I mean, it's that a would good be idea. Nice. Yeah, it's, it it would be a good idea because you know right now the I don't know I I can't live without the stuff so I don't know how to how to function we, without coffee. Once, you're, once you're, you're done heating the food, you just move it to this cup and then you drop it's, your little Starbucks in You got your whole little, it's like, I have a jet boil uh, for camping and for, for hiking and stuff uh -huh. like that. You ever seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Those things are awesome. But you, you know, trying to carry compressed gas into a place might not go over well. No, no. Uh, you're going to get some side eyes from it? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So what's, uh, uh, Besides marking everything, taking a picture, uh, which is what I do, and I, I don't do any security work, and I know that in the security world, they kind of frown on, you know, you going into a panel and marking everything. But at the same point in time, if a bad guy has gotten <clears throat> to inside the panel, I'm going to take a wild guess that they've already penetrated your security field, but right. I don't know. No, it's accurate. I mean, to me, it's like, because I've opened up security panels and worked on them and gone, what the hell is this? Just coils of crap fall out with those little dolphins. And, and <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? And, you know, nothing's consistent. This is one of the reasons I wound up going into fire was because logically when you it, – it's the same. And I don't like showing up to something different every single day of the, of the year. Yeah. Honestly. I Our company would have a heart attack if they came – for the like post job inspection for mm -hmm. for like our company, and saw a bunch of splices inside of an access control can. Oh really? That's they a big, they, they would go nuts for that. Would have a heart attack. They'd be like, "So what? You just like 
cut everything too short. Yeah, like maybe, <laughs> maybe you, you know, you can have like four maybe in there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something got added. We reused a cable, it had to sure. move. But yeah, I, I, I agree because I've, I've done service calls and you're just like, did like the entire panel oh, have yeah. to move to a, a different wall? And also, why, like, wouldn't that be maybe better for a splice can so that we can actually mm-hmm. see what we're doing actually in the access control panel? I, uh, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. And, and it's been a very long time since I've worked on any security stuff, like very long time Sp- for a reason. Like it's right. just not, I don't wake up in the morning and go and gotcha. And that's burger access control. When you say bird. security, I mean, security, oh. like, like, like oh, okay. I could see access control. I could see being. Yeah, I'm talking about access control because okay, so, I don't really do Berg at all. Really. Oh, so have you ever done it? Uh, a couple times. So have you opened up this? Like the I've opened up Berg panels and just gone. You've got to be kidding me! Oh, I wouldn't say yeah. that. I would say something else. It's <laughs> same. You've got to be kidding me! Yeah, it's I just can't like do this. Like um, this is just a garbage. Hmm. This is just this is honest to God. The the one I opened up it was up it was up in um, Washington. Like how much do we do they pay for this? I have no idea for, for it to you know to to look like to look like yeah. that. Yeah, and I'm just like what 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 is like happening at, here? At that point, just like take your service guys. I don't know. I'm not saying let them go by any means, but like you know, if they want to be installed, let them install or like manage like promote like the top one to manager and then at that point every installer is the service guy for the jobs that he does yes exactly because like if i was a if i was a you know service guy for one of those companies i would just be like i'm not i i cannot do this anymore (laughs) i i get the fact that that they work on very low margins and i totally do understand that yeah I'm, i'm not i'm not picking on security people because i've seen i've seen enough you know, good security installs. Cause I've worked on, on combination oh, yeah. panels oh, where yeah, you're yeah. doing both, you know, cause outside of the city of Portland, but I've also opened up stuff that I just, just turns my stuff. I've also opened up fire panels look like that too. I mean, I've opened up fire panels. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Matter of fact, there was a moniker, one particular technician who I will not mention his name, uh, left on every panel. And every time I opened up the door and saw that moniker, I just, I knew it was going to be a rough day. I freaking knew it. And it, and it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. And I was like, Oh God, here we go again. You know, what, what kind <clears throat> of finagling am I going to find in here? And I've also, I've also gone behind installers that, that you could tell they you could tell who installed i can i can almost i can practically right, right. go oh i know who did this look at this look at this and i'll come point out all of the you know the way that they put the wires in the way they trimmed it the way they trimmed it out i'm like yeah i know i know who did. i know i recognize your work yeah <laughs> and i can sympathize with like some of those guys because you know when you're getting into the industry like the apprenticeship is very much like a NBA draft, essentially. Okay. You know, once once you're getting in, um, you know, you get a a pool rank, mm-hmm. and then they pull the top twenty five from that into the hiring pool, okay. and it just stays at twenty five. And then basically, companies like in the ranks, you know, mm-hmm. just like a draft, you know, start pulling guys out from you know the top to the bottom it's a good analogy for the sports balls yeah <laughs> from a 
for my brothers and sisters out there that love <laughs> the, the sports balls. For the sports balls. But for the nerds yeah. like me, are like, what's a sports ball? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, you don't really know where where you're going, and some companies will like purposely, like, like insanely underbid, you know, so that they mm-hmm. they have to get these jobs, and then they don't give their guys enough time to do yep. the craftsmanship. Yep. So which is so it's stressful for the guys that are there, you mm-hmm. know. And then now you're pulling in apprentices, right? And they're learning. And then this is all they know. And they're learning the same terrible methods. And then you get to a point where they're like, instead of like guys who who have worked at different companies and they're like, I'm really good. This is super stressful. Mm -hmm. I don't like this. And so they quit. And then you have, you know, it's, they've shown experiments kind of like with like even monkeys, like, doing the same kind of thing you you pull out the original ones and the and the ones not calling people monkeys but and they're like well this is all i've known mm-hmm. so like so this is the way to do so it so this is stressful but you know mm-hmm. and it, it creates like a toxic um i have to agree with that because i've worked for service companies and i feel bad for those guys oh, they I, got I pulled it, into that pulled you into know it. yeah and there's no there's no real way to fight back because you can't go back to the salesperson or your manager and go, look, I need more time. Right. And they're like, all we can give you is three hours of installation and checkout, and that's it. You know, and it's a simple system. How could you possibly be running into issues? But, you know, what if what if you have to what if you have to pull molding up and you don't have the right tool? Yeah. You know, like if you're doing security work in a house, you're touching people's pride and joy yeah you know you go drilling through stuff that they <laughs> don't want you to drill through you might you might run into a problem was that floor new <laughs> yeah exactly and and that that's not i i don't make light of that because i was I, I t- i'm teaching basic trade this term and i was just telling oh wow you know one of the things that we were talking about was different materials and, and bricks and, yeah and things like that and wood and I didn't really dwell on a lot of it, but I did say that, you know, if you are working in a high-end house, like like something that like Jesse works in, where he's where he's working on a six million dollar house, you're not yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna have visible crap when you're done. And and if you pull, you know, mahogany molding off and screw it up putting it back on, someone's gonna pay for that. Yeah. Like so yeah, you know, if you're at Joe Schmuckatelli's house, they may not care. But if you're working in a high-end house, they absolutely will care. And the same thing with, with buildings. I've worked in buildings where they got done and then and the owner walked through and said, this is this is unacceptable. Like, we're not going to do this. And now you're stuck as a technician between, you know, the salesperson and the, and the manager and the owner. And, and that's not a... That's that's a position Gumby should be in, but not a human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no one knows who Gumby is, but I do. I pretended to a second ago. It's <laughs> look up Gumby and Pokey Kids. But hey, man, hey, stop what you're doing there. Hey, you're, you're itchy and scratchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He picked up a. You can take some of these with you. Please. Oh, oh, I'm o- I'm okay. Are you we, sure? We do our. Our, our treatments, you know, the dogs or cats start getting scratchy and then you he does, treat them. He does them. his treatments too, but he, uh, they, they're, they're having quite, they're about to learn the evil ways. 
F-A-F-O. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly Please. right. They're about to learn how you should, what you should not do to my German Shepherd. So um, a lot of guys actually in my uh, CB unit mm-hmm. uh, have been joining the, the low voltage uh, uh, IEC apprenticeship. Yeah, I think got, I got one in my class. Yeah, yeah. David. Mm-hmm. No, he was actually, you know, um, he was like, dude, dude, my, my teacher's yeah. Mike. Yeah. And he was like, I was like, oh, what class are you in? And he's like, the first one. I was like, oh, Mike's doing basic trades. The first class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first one, you know, getting uh, getting all that green scraped yeah. off. Yeah, he's, he's doing good. Um, we... Uh, so he stayed and did the lab the other night, and we kind of went through and and did that, and we found out that the chipsets, not the chipsets, but the voltage regulators in the in the little lab, the little kits we built, mm-hmm. are the wrong ones. Oh, and they all cook. So after just a couple of minutes, like the voltage regulator gets so hot you can't touch it, and then like one of the resistors just smokes, <laughs> and we're like, what the hell's going on with this? Because everybody built it perfectly, right? And and this is the second time I've I've had the labs or the the kits fail, and I asked one of the students. I said, "Look in the schematic and see what LM number is supposed to be this voltage regulator chip, and it's the wrong one, and it can't handle it, <laughs> and it's just cooking these things." So, so now I've got a bunch of defective ones. So I'll have to go order the right voltage regulators for right, them right, get them in. But, <laughs> God, it never ends. But he's uh, uh, he seems to really have his head on his, on his shoulders. So yeah, yeah, I think he's the <clears throat> the sixth person now in our CB unit who has who's, joined IEC. IEC to, yeah. to be an electrician. Yeah, there's a big group of us. That's a big deal, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of concerned with all this going on that you guys are going to get activated, but I'm glad you're not. So no, no, Good. luckily not. Yeah, but. keep you out of uh, harm's way. Yeah, no, and. Uh, I'm like, oh, sh- I can't see. I ha- I have an appointment at Apple tomorrow. You oh, know, I totally can't go to one. Uh, you know, they got a got... panel offline. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I got to fix this. So once again, kids, we have to give away this packout kit from Milwaukee. So Instagram, go to Instagram. Give them the half watt pod. Half watt pod at Instagram dot com. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you if you guys want to get ahead of it, because um, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to start it, but uh, yeah, go on so, there. If you follow, I mean, you already have you know your first ticket in, and then yeah. yep, just um, we'll we'll release it and we'll say, hey, throw this on your story, add a guy, uh, you know, mention somebody in the you comments. Could, and you could tell all your friends this was Mike's pack out kit that he gave. To me, right? Big time. From farm to table. (laughs) From from Mike to you. (laughs) From Mike to you. No, I think this is a. I think this is a good, a good place for it to go. Oh yeah, this is awesome. It says on it, includes customizable insert. Yeah. You hear that sound in the background, kids? That is this pack outfit, which we're going to give away to one of you fine listeners. So, get on it. Instagram. Keep your eyes open. Keep Watch your eyes the page. Open. <laughs> Let's do this. Have a great day. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. 
funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.